everyone. Welcome back to Japan Education. I am recording today on what is today? Monday,、uh, February 8th, 2021. We are、uh, well on our way into February. 2021 is just is chugging right along.、Um, you know, it, so far, has it been as bad as 2020? Probably not, but.、Um, It's not off to the greatest start either.、Uh, but, anyways, let's just,、uh, let's just move on. If you're joining me for the first time,、uh, my name is Lawrence. I am an American who is currently、uh, living in Kyoto, Japan, and、uh, I teach English at a, a private high school here in Japan. And on this podcast, I like to talk about, well, I mean, I like to talk about anything I want, really.、Um, I would like to talk more. About actually teaching and, and what you know, that experience is like working and, and teaching in Japan.、Um, my goal originally was to talk more about like my day to day stuff, like what I've gone through in the last week、uh, in terms of work and things like that.、Uh, however,、uh, because of the coronavirus pandemic,、um, you know, my Work life has been extremely unusual, and also, like, not I just haven't been teaching as much to be honest, which really sucks because I love teaching.、Um, it's you know, I actually like what I do for a living,、um, but、uh, yeah, so it, it's it's tough to talk about really because I feel like, um. Well, I feel like it's a lot of the same every week. Of like, well, we kind of had classes, but we also didn't really have class. Like, you know, it, it's just been weird.、Uh, Japan is,、uh, again, we find ourselves in a state of emergency in Japan, which is this weird, you know, limbo kind of.、Uh, the government can't really enforce a lockdown at all, but they are encouraging people to not go out as much and to, to stay home. They're encouraging restaurants to close early, but they can't legally enforce anyone to stay home and they can't enforce any restaurants to close.、Um, luckily, you know, I mean, I guess, luckily,、uh, most Japanese people and most businesses are being compliant with that. And, but、uh, yeah, anyways. I, I don't really want to dwell on that too much because I've talked about it a lot in previous episodes. That's not what I'm here to talk about today.、Um, I thought just to briefly touch on what's going on at work,、um, this. So, we. Our school closed for like two weeks because we did have、uh, what they're calling a, a cluster. In Japanese, they call it kurasta, which is like. Uh, just a small outbreak of the virus.、Um, we, we had a small outbreak in our school among our students and actually a few faculty.、Um, but it was among sports teams. Like,、uh, if you don't know what sports teams are like in Japan, I mean, they probably spend a lot of time together in other countries as well. But in, in Japan,、um, like at、uh, junior high school and high school, If you join a club, if you join a sports team at your school, like you are there with that, like that becomes a, a huge part of your life and your identity as a student is, is what club you're in or what, sports, what sport you're, you're playing.、Um, in 
well, in my home country, in America, and I'm sure in uh, many Western schools, uh, if you join a sports team, it's just for a season, right? Uh, Like, the sports will change every season, and so... um, like, I played tennis when I was in high school, but, I, you know, I only did it at a certain time of year. I don't even remember what time of year. I guess it was a spring sport. I think tennis was a spring sport. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, like, you know, I only played it for a few months out of the year. And, like, you know, it wasn't a huge part of my identity as a, as a person or as a student. Um, you know, like I was friendly with the people, with the other students on the tennis team, but we weren't like spending all of our time together or anything. But in Japan, um, if you join a sports club, you go to that club practice almost every day. Um, and when I say almost every day, I mean often on weekends as well. Like some sports clubs will practice seven days a week, depending on how serious they are. Like if they're not so serious, it might just be during the week, just on, on the weekdays. Um, but if your school is like good at a particular sport, um, and so they, they might take it a little more seriously, uh, they'll probably meet every single day. So if you join that team you are going to practice every single day, seven days a week for the entire year. They don't, um, the season, the sports don't change with the seasons at schools here. So, um, you go, even though you're not, you maybe not playing any games or playing tournaments, you still go to practice like all year round. Um, so it is a, it becomes a huge part of each student's identity if they join a club, um, or if they join a sports team. Uh, so, yeah, so anyways, um, we had, uh, an outbreak of, of coronavirus among two of our sports teams, um, you know, because they spend so much time together, of course, they're, you know, it just spread like wildfire, um, uh, in the sports teams. Um, and so our school closed down for a couple of weeks. We opened up, uh, we like got students back into school, uh, just this past week. Uh, starting on Thursday and we had Thursday and Friday and then because our school closed uh, the administration decided to have classes on Saturday as well so um, on Saturday I had to go to work and um, and teach classes but of course I, I had Monday uh, you know I had holidays earlier in the week so you know it was, it was a trade-off and um if I had, uh, and a few teachers did, like if I had gone to work on Monday and just did work at, at work rather than taking the day off, um, they would have allowed me to, um, to not go in on Saturday, but like, I, you know, I didn't have any other plans or anything, so I didn't mind, um, going in on Saturday. Um, so yeah, so like, I would like to talk about teaching more but I haven't taught that much to be honest um, during the the two weeks that our school was closed um, just because it was a a very sudden thing and like a lot of teachers weren't ready for it and like the school did not require us teachers to do like online lessons or anything that being said I did do some um, but they were very um like loose in structure um 
they just very informal kind of lessons um just kind of touching base with students seeing how how they were doing with the homework that they were given and and just you know very uh unstructured uh lessons online uh during those two weeks of closure but yeah like you know we were closed for two weeks and then bent back in for just three days last week and then this week today so today's monday um and this week we actually have no classes all week i have to go to work um this week for our school's entrance exam uh it's a private school so there there is an entrance exam to enter in and um you know recruitment is a big part of um working at a private school because you you know at a public school students just go there you know automatically you don't really have to work at recruitment in any way uh but at a private school you need to make sure that you're getting students interested in going to your school because you know they have public options uh so recruitment is is part of the job of being a teacher at a uh at a private school so anyways um we have our school's entrance exam this week um so like this whole week is is just the school um is not closed like we're working on test stuff the teachers are but uh students are not coming in so i'm not teaching at all this week uh so yeah like ha- i in you know the last three weeks i haven't done much teaching actually s- since you know the beginning of 2021 i haven't really done much teaching um i as I mentioned on the podcast previously, I took an extra week of vacation at the beginning of the year. So, like, I missed uh, a few classes at the beginning of this of the year, and then I came in and uh, almost immediately uh, was when the uh, we had the cluster that outbreak at our school. So I only taught for like. Uh, I think two and a half days before our school closed again. (laughs) Uh, And so uh, really in 2021, I've only taught like four or five full days of of classes (laughs) so far, which is wild. Uh, But uh, yeah, I mean, it is it is what it is. And we're getting through it. Um, God bless the, the kids for sticking with it, you know. Because I, I imagine, like, this has got to be rough for students. It's rough for teachers also, but, like, this has got to be tough for students. God bless them for, for really just being troopers and uh, doing their best. Um, you know, it, it really takes a lot of understanding for of teachers to, be, to just be like, you know, we're having some trouble. To, you know, if, if your work is not, uh, you know... I've had students who have failed to turn in assignments and stuff, and I have been very lenient this year. Normally, I'm kind of a hard ass about that kind of stuff. Like, if if something is a minute late, it is late, and you know, it that's a penalty. That is a, a score penalty. Um, I do that just so students know. Like, at, at first, it's always rough for students when I, when that happens, when they're like, "But I'm just a minute late." I'm like, "No, you're it's late as late as late, man." Like. If your homework is not done by the time the starting bell rings to start class on the due day, like, then it's not done. I, like, 
I do that because I often have students, like if I assign homework, for example, if I assign, uh, you know, like a, uh, an, a short essay, you know, to, to be done by the next day, and I come in the next day, and I walk into the classroom and I see students just finishing up their homework as I walk as I walk in and they're still finishing it up when the bell rings like that's late to me like that's ridiculous <laughs> you know um, and, and so just to to discourage students from doing that and to encourage them to actually take the time you know the night before and like actually spend more time on it um, rather than just last minute writing um, that's, that's why I'm such a hard ass about penalty, about, you know, deadlines, uh, most of the time is just so, like, uh, it, it's always a shock to them the first couple of times that it happens where, uh, you know, they'll turn it in, they'll, I'll see them writing and I'll, um, or finishing up as I ask it to be turned in and then they'll give it to me and I will make them stand there and watch as I write in big pen across the top of the paper late L-A-T-E uh, and they just go what um, it's always a shock at the beginning but then they learn you know uh, they they quickly learn like oh, okay I, I need to finish earlier and uh, you know I, I, I always give the same speech every single year. Like, look, if I give you homework to do, if I tell you to write something, if I tell you to write like a paragraph or an essay uh, at home, the reason I do that is because I want you to take your time to, to think about it and write it and write the best work that you can do. If I come in here and I see you writing very quickly, just trying, struggling to get it done right before it's time to turn it in, I know that's not your best work, and I don't really w want to check that. Like, that's... I don't have an interest in seeing your last-minute work that you didn't put any effort into, you know? I want to see the work that you put effort into. And I always give that same speech. And, um, you know, kids are understanding. Like, you know, it... Uh, they hold a grudge about it at first, because they're like, What? I got penalized for being like basic you know almost on time <laughs> you know i did it i turned it in um that i think is a concept that they don't get in in other classes that are taught by japanese teachers that's not like a the way that japanese teachers do it um and so i think it's shocking to students at first but they learn quickly with me um you know as long as i'm consistent about it uh but this year like speaking of consistency, I have been wildly inconsistent about it <laughs> just because of like, you know, the school has been open and closed and open and closed and open and closed. We've had classes online and in person, like everything's been a mess. The schedules have changed like crazy. Uh, it's just been such a mess that I have been been very, very lenient on the whole. Uh, well, yeah, I've been inconsistent. The times when, like, school has remained open and we have managed to, like, stay in classes for, for weeks at a time, uh, then I will go back to being a hard-ass. But, like, during these times when the school is, like, open and closed and open and closed like this, uh, like it has been since uh, 2021 started, uh, I've been very lenient about, like, if students do their work or not or if students are on time with their work or not. Like, I just, I can't keep up you know like we 
came back into the classroom after two weeks of being closed and I had students tell me about a homework assignment that I had assigned that I had completely forgotten about. They were like, do, do you want to collect this homework that we did like two weeks ago? <laughs> like, I was like, oh yeah, I assigned that, didn't I? <laughs> like, um, and like two students hadn't done it, but I had to say like, look, I forgot about it. And if I forget about it, then I can't very well penalize you guys for forgetting about it. So like, if you did it, I'll collect it and I will check your work and I'll, I'll give you points for it but like I will also not penalize you for not doing it so um you know it's just like we've had to be very very flexible I guess and uh students have had to roll with the punches a lot teachers have had to roll with the punches I I mean I don't know how this is going to affect these this particular group of students going forward like yeah I I really don't know. Um, it might make them stronger. It might make them better uh, for having to deal with this. It, um, it might have some negative effects on their like motivation. I have no idea. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been a weird, a weird time for, to be uh, to be teaching at all. Um, let alone just let alone an English teacher in Japan, but just to be a teacher at all. It's, it's just a really weird tough time and to be a student i'm sure it's tough too uh so yeah god bless the students uh personally what's been going on with me i have um so last week i did uh my podcast in japanese so um i've got like two weeks worth of stuff to talk about that i haven't really talked about in english although it's not a lot to talk about but one thing that I did want to talk about was puzzles. I've, um, I have probably talked about, although I'm not totally sure to what degree I've talked about on the podcast before, but I am big into puzzles. Um, they're, they're kind of my, um, well, currently they are my number one hobby. They're the thing that I spend, um, most of my free time doing or thinking about. Um, but I've I've always been interested in puzzles. They haven't like been my main hobby for very long, honestly. Um, but they have been a hobby of mine for years and years and years. Uh, I I started doing puzzles, you know, back when I lived at home with my family because we would occasionally do puzzles together. We we had a subscription to the New York Times and and we would uh, often sit at the table and work on not often, occasionally sit at the table and work on the New York Times crossword together. Um, And then when I got into university at my schools, um, I think it was in our school newspaper, there was a crossword. And yes, 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 that's right. Uh, So I went to Washington University in St. Louis and um, there there was a crossword in the school newspaper. I I remember now. I remember having a roommate who liked doing crosswords. And so that kind of, um, you know, I had already kind of liked doing crosswords, but it wasn't something that I considered like a hobby at that point or anything. Like it was just something I occasionally did with my family. Um, But like I enjoyed it, Um, but it never 
really struck me as something I would do on my own or choose to spend my time doing. Um, but then uh, I had a roommate who liked them, and so I was just like, oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll start doing these more. And then I started doing them more, um, and I would do the, our school newspapers because that was the only one that I really had access to at the time. So I just did that one. Um, oh. Maybe I also did the St. Louis Post-Dispatch crosswords as well. I'm not really sure, but um, it was just, it wasn't, um, it was just whatever crossword I had access to, which was definitely the school newspaper. Maybe the St. Louis Post-Dispatch also. I I don't really remember uh, that clearly. Um, But yeah, I, I did crosswords more and did, you know, I would choose to spend my time doing them a, a bit more um, in college. And then after college and I moved to Japan, um, I started to discover the world of like indie crosswords and people who were just making crosswords on their own and putting them up online for for just the general public, for people to, um, you know, try out and, and solve on their own for free. Like people who would just make crosswords and put them up online. And I discovered that world and I was like, oh, wow. Like, it never occurred to me that I could just make crosswords (laughs) before that point. Like, I... You know, that or that making crosswords was something that people did as, like, something to do. (laughs) You know? Um, It just never even occurred to me. Like, the... I guess the the newspaper the crosswords in the newspaper and stuff just seemed like you know they were being put out by some faceless entity almost like you know it it may have well been a computer that produced them like it never occurred to me that like oh yeah these are things that people make like actual people produce this and write these um it just never occurred to me um And I just never really thought about it. And so um, when I discovered the world of like indie puzzles and and people putting puzzles online on their like blogs and things like that, that was the first time it really occurred to me like, oh, yeah, people make these like these are things that have intention and and creativity and art and kind of an artistry um, associated with actually like constructing them and and putting them together. and uh, and so then I started to become, you know, just gradually more interested. And I, over the last, like, 10 years, I have occasionally here and there tried to make my own puzzles. It's very, very difficult. <laughs> um, there have been improvements in, like, software and things that make it a, a bit easier now to construct them. Um, but it, it is, it is difficult to do. Um, and then, uh, really in the last like year, uh, is when I started to like really actually, uh, in the last year and a half, I would say, uh, is when I really started to become more interested in making puzzles and really feeling the the itch to like make puzzles uh it started in yeah like a year and a half ago we had our english camp um 
at uh, at our school we have an english camp every year where like the students who are in the international course which is like the english intensive course uh, of study at our school uh, they all go to like this hotel together and we we uh, spend a few days just like chilling in this hotel uh, speaking english all day long studying english all day long playing games in english and all this stuff and for the english camp a year and a half ago i made a series of puzzles that was kind of like escape room style series of puzzles um where like you know one puzzle kind of leads into the next puzzle leads into the next puzzle and then when they finish it all there's like this overall puzzle spanning uh the um that like incorporates all of the puzzle answers that they had discovered so far um and i i was pretty proud of that like something that took me uh like it took me like a a full day and a half of like just really doing nothing but making it uh all day um for like a day and a half to to make after i got the idea together like you know i i took me about just constantly working on it all day for about a day and a half to put it together um and then um i was i was really proud of it like i i yeah, I was quite happy with the end result, um, and, uh, implemented it at the, the English camp, and one thing that was interesting was, like, first of all, it was really clear that, like, some students had a, had a brain for puzzles, and some, some students really did not, like, some students looked, uh, I tried to make it so that the puzzles, like, started easy, and then gradually became more difficult, um, but, like, you know some students got it and just went you know went running with it and uh could could do them and some students really struggled and were really just like from the very beginning were like what am i looking like the first one was literally just like a fill in the blank puzzle (laughs) uh and they it was like (laughs) it was like greek to them i mean they were it was like they were looking at a foreign language like they just like had no idea um, what to do with it, and so that that was interesting to see. Um, but then, um, you know, like most of them eventually could get going. Um, excuse me. But what was really cool was seeing the students that liked it and the students that latched onto it, and seeing how seeing their eyes like l- literally light up um, and just watching them run with it and then um the the biggest thing to me and the thing that had like the most profound impact on me and maybe like one of the most impactful moments of my teaching career um was that there was one student in particular i mean this whole thing actually was like one of the most like the whole like experience of making this series of puzzles and then putting it and want producing it and watching the kids do it um, was maybe one of the biggest one of the most impactful I mean definitely one of the most impactful uh, experiences of my teaching career but um, this one student in particular was so excited by it that she was I mean giddy beyond anything I've ever seen in a student before like she couldn't sit down in her chair because she couldn't calm her like 
that she was having an actual physical reaction to the excitement of solving puzzles that uh, I have never seen anyone experience to that degree. Like I personally have experienced it a lot. Like just internally, I feel very excited when I solve a puzzle. You know, you get that dopamine hit when you solve a puzzle and it's like, it's very exciting. But she was having like an adrenaline rush that was making it so that she kind of lost control of her body. Like I'm not even exaggerating here. She couldn't sit down in her chair. She was jumping up and down while she was working on these puzzles. Uh, she was laughing uncontrollably. She actually like collapsed onto the ground at one point. I'm not even joking. Like she um, just had this wild physical response, and her her uh, they were doing this in teams, and her team members were like, "Oh my gosh, is she okay? Like, what's happening with her?" Uh, but I got it. Like I understood. Like she was. Like the excitement that I usually feel internally when I do puzzles was manifesting in like this insane and adrenaline rush, this like big dopamine hit and adrenaline rush that was making it so that she couldn't really control herself. And um, seeing that was like, whoa, puzzles can really... Um, be powerful like they they can if they can produce this kind of a reaction in someone and like let alone like something that i created you know this was a puzzle that i created and this was the first time like anything i had created had produced that strong of a response in anyone emotional physical any any kind of response like that this was the first time ever in my life that i had seen it manifest in someone like that um so that was a really really profound thing to see for me like wow and and to see that in a student to see that manifest in a student also like as a teacher like wow like she was having a response and by the way like she wasn't she was having that response because of herself you know like um, she wasn't responding to like how clever the puzzles are. That's a response to how clever she was being in that moment. So I was making, you know, the puzzles that I had made were making her feel that adrenaline rush and that dopamine hit as a response to her being excited about her own cleverness. You know? Like, that's, that's what puzzles do, is, like, when you solve a puzzle, I mean, now that I understand the craft of puzzle making, now as a, as, as a puzzle maker, I see the craft behind it, and I appreciate the, the craftsmanship of the actual puzzle maker. But when you're not at that level, when you don't really think about that, like, the way that I used to be with puzzles is, like, you know, I just get excited about solving and it's because you feel clever, right? You feel like you are being smart. And that's what she was doing. Like she, something I had created was making her feel clever and making her excited about her own intelligence and her own cleverness to the point that like she couldn't handle it. and <laughs> She was collapsed on the floor. <laughs> um, and that was like, 
that was so cool that i mean just as a as a teacher as an educator like that's so cool if you can make a student feel that way about their own ability to do something that's awesome and so uh from that moment on i was like oh there's something here i have touched on something here that like i want to find again and i want to get that and so then for a while after that i started to think of like okay what are other ways that i can use puzzles to connect with students and to make them feel smart and to get them excited about you know using english or whatever um just to to have that kind of impact again um and i thought about um like i've used puzzles in in classroom of course um but i i wanted to think about other ways i started looking at um doing puzzles online like i thought like if i could get students doing puzzles in their free time how cool would that be and so then i started to do and i looked at well like okay how are students spending their free time now and i know a lot of my students spend their free time on social media particular excuse me and particularly on instagram i know my students spend a ton of time on instagram well not all of them but many of my students spend a ton of time on instagram so i thought well what if i make some puzzles for instagram and so like while they're looking through instagram they're scrolling through their feeds or looking swiping through their stories or whatever and then you know as they're scrolling through up up pops a puzzle and you know probably most of the students probably 95% of the students will just skip right through it and just scroll continue scrolling through their feeds um but you know maybe 5% of students will stop and actually look at the puzzle and be like oh I'll try this um and uh it turns out that's what happened that is exactly what happened uh it and I started to make um what I called insta puzzles which were I would put up a puzzle in my Instagram stories and and you know Instagram stories if if you use it uh you know they have like this feature where you you can take um submissions from people like people can uh type in something uh as a as like either to ask you a question or as a response to a question or something like that uh so I would put up a puzzle and then put up the the question thing and stories go away after 24 hours so i just told students all right you've got 24 hours to to solve this puzzle and answer and you know type in the answer and then i would uh afterwards i would post up the names of all the people who uh who got it you know and uh, it was just this like fun little thing that i did and uh yeah like 95% actually probably even more than probably more like 98% of my students just scrolled right through and didn't even bother uh uh trying as far as i know i don't know how much um how much of them actually stopped to look but uh you know about 2% actually would submit uh answers and like uh, you know they range from difficult to hard uh, or from difficult to hard. They range from easy to di- to hard, easy to difficult. Uh, so, like, some weeks they were easier than others. Some weeks they were pretty tough. Um, but, like, yeah, I did, like, one puzzle a week for, for quite a while. For, uh, I think, uh, maybe half a year almost. Actually, probably longer than that. I did a puzzle every week. And then I just kind of... Um, it became 
all-consuming and it became something that I was spending more time on than I wanted to and so I kind of stopped for a while um, and I have since I stopped I've occasionally done a puzzle here and there on Instagram um, but uh, no I haven't really gone back to it since then uh, but now like recently in the last um, probably half a year I've been getting more and more into crosswords and this is not for teaching this is just for for myself i've been like wanting to do more crosswords um the puzzles i was doing on instagram and the puzzles that i did for my students like those weren't crosswords it was like a variety of of different kinds of puzzles they were, they were word puzzles but different kinds of puzzles um but like just for myself i've been getting into crosswords i joined a crossword tournament last uh, august that was just a ton of fun and uh, so I've been doing crosswords more and more um, I have currently done the New York Times cross like I'm I have the the New York Times crossword app I pay for the subscription to the New York Times crossword and I'm currently like I have a streak going of like almost a hundred days that I've done it every single day uh, and uh, I've been just really enjoying doing crosswords lately and um, thinking about crosswords, I did another crossword tournament uh, last week, uh, which is one of the things that I, I did in the past two weeks that I was going to talk about. That's, that's the whole reason I'm talking about puzzles right now is because I just did that last week. And then um, uh, last week, the other thing that I did was I joined a, a little online seminar about making crosswords and about constructing them and like kind of learning... Like, I already knew about the software and, like, how to use the software and stuff like that. But this was more about, like, the kind of the decision-making processes that you go through when you're creating a puzzle. Like, um, setting up a uh, an actual, like, grid of squares and where you put the black squares and things like that. And what goes into those decision-making uh, processes. Um, and so that was really fascinating and and now i just really have the itch to make crosswords um and so here's the thing uh, i set up a website to make crosswords and i will be i'm gonna try to make just as many as i can i don't have like any kind of set schedule that i'm sticking to right now of like I want to put out one crossword a week or one a month or something like that but um, uh, a lot of crossword blogs do have that and I think eventually maybe I will get to that point but right now I'm just kind of um, it's just I just want to make them and so it's whenever I'm able to I will put up a new crossword as of right now I mean I, I literally just set up the page uh, yesterday <laughs> and or I guess two days ago, I set up the page and um, I have now uh, put up a crossword on the page. If you are interested in looking at it, it is uh, at Alpha Bento, like alphabet, but Bento as in like Bento box, uh, like Japanese lunch boxes. Uh, it is A-L-P-H-A-B-E-N-T-O. Uh, and it's alphabento.com. So if you go to alphabento.com, uh, that's my new webpage uh, where I'll be putting crossword puzzles that I make. Um, and right now there is one puzzle up there. It's a mini puzzle, so it, it, it won't, it's a quick puzzle. 
Uh, it's not a full size crossword. Uh, it's just a, a five by five grid. Uh, usually crosswords are like 15 by 15. That's kind of the standard size uh, of crosswords. 15 squares by 15 squares, but this is just five by five. Uh, so it's it's small, it's quick. Um, yeah, if, you, if you're interested, I would love it if you went to check it out and left a comment. Uh, give it a try. Um, and uh, that's, that's what's been going on with me. I, I'm just... Uh, I am in a crossword state of mind these days. That's that's uh, most of what I spend my time thinking about, and then the rest of the time has just been, uh, yeah, of course, teaching and working. Uh, of course, I'm spending my time working as well. But um, yeah, I am. I'm going crossword crazy over here. Uh, oh, by the way, the tournament that I did last week it was. Um, the tournament was called Boss Words, which is a, a Boston-based uh, crossword tournament. Uh, this was their Boss Words Winter Wonder Solve, their their winter tournament. The the tournament that I did last August. Oh no, it wasn't Boss Words. I did a different tournament last August. Never mind. I was going to say it was Boss Words, but I, I it was different. Um, so yeah, uh, this was the Boss Words Winter Wonder Solve that I uh, uh, participated in last week. And in my division, which is a lower division because uh, I am not great at crosswords. I'm, I'm really not. I'm not great at solving them. I, I am decent at solving them. Uh, but in terms of speed, I am not at all great at, at solving them. Um, and like difficult ones, I will take me a really long time to do. So I did a lower division. Uh, I didn't do like the the highest division, uh, but in my division I would I placed 86th, I think, it was, 86th out of, um, what, I think it was 200 something in the division, 200 some people, so that's pretty cool. You know, in the in the upper half of people, uh, I think overall in the the full rankings of like everyone i think i was like 400 something out of 700 or so um so yeah not not i'm not great <laughs> but i'm i'm not bad but uh, it's really just for the love of solving like honestly um going through them really fast almost takes away from some of the fun of doing it <laughs> uh so like for a while, there definitely was a while where I was really concerned with um, solving puzzles as fast as I could. Um, but these days, I am much more into just enjoying it, like taking my time. If I can solve it quickly, like that's great. But like, and obviously, I tried to solve as fast as I could for the for the tournament because I wanted to do well on the on the leaderboard. But um, normally like casually in my free time when I do a puzzle nowadays I am much more about just like relaxing and enjoying the the puzzle for what it is enjoying the the clues and the the wordplay that happens and stuff like that um just taking my time and and really appreciating it more um so yeah if you try my puzzle like that's that's where I come from as a constructor it's like I I'm not making these puzzles for you to solve quickly. I'm making them for you to kind of enjoy the process of solving and to uh, appreciate the, the cluing 
and the wordplay that happens. Um, all right, that's it for me for today. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for listening. Um, listening for me, like I could talk about puzzles for ages, and like honestly. I just talked about puzzles for like what 20 minutes or something and like i i could still go on for ages and ages talking about puzzles and things that i like about puzzles and or specific puzzles that i like um i'm not going to do that i will spare you <laughs> um but I, I did manage to talk about teaching today a little bit so that i i feel good about that <laughs> uh, if you're if you're here for the teacher talk uh, at least i managed to do that before i went down the rabbit hole of crosswords um yeah that's that's it for me um if you uh want to get in touch with me uh instagram is still the best way to do that i am at lawrence dennis uh, l-a-w-r-e-n-c-e-d-e-n-e-s on instagram um i do have a twitter that um used to be completely inactive um, however, recently I have started using it a little bit more. So if you want to reach me on Twitter, I will probably see it. Uh, but uh, that being said, Instagram is still the best way to get in touch with me if you would like to get in touch with me. Uh, and that's all. Check out my crosswords. Again, that's uh, alphabento.com. Um, and uh, that's it. Thanks so much. I hope you all have a great week. I'll be back next week to talk about probably exam, like entrance exam stuff because that's what I'm doing this week at work. So I'll probably talk about that a little more next week um, and about what that was like after the fact, a little debrief session. Um, all right. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> Sorry for the, the weird rambly uh, finish, but uh, thanks so much again. And talk to you next time. Bye-bye.